loss helps us define our lives. By allowing our grief to matter, we discover our own strengths and embrace our authentic selves. Welcome to Good Grief with your host, Cheryl Jones. Get ready to be inspired to create a deeper life to make your time on Earth much more meaningful. Now, here is Cheryl Jones. Hello. I'm Cheryl Jones, and I want to welcome you to Good Grief, where we talk each week about the transformations that can come from loss. Today, I'm welcoming Jonathan West. Jonathan's the CEO and founder of Time Capsule Family Connections, a company that's helping people everywhere to leave a legacy for their families after they're gone. Jonathan founded the company in 2018. He graduated in political science, entrepreneurship, and human resources from Canisius College, class of 2021, pretty not too long ago. He's more than 10 years experience in business and management and is devoted to making sure that every story is heard and every opinion is listened to. He wants to make sure that no child has to grow up without a parent's advice or getting to see how much they've grown. Welcome, Jonathan. Thank you so much for having me on the show. This is awesome. I'm glad to have you. And of course, you're a great example uh, of a very long-term um, making something from your grief. Um, can you start by just just um, telling a li- the listeners a little bit about your story and um and how you came to found a company such as Time Capsule? Yeah, I would love to. So uh, pretty much my backstory uh, starts when my father passed away when I was four turning five, uh, right before I entered school. And back then I didn't really have that many memories of him. I thought that it was normal, but as I got older, I realized that I wanted to know my father. I wanted to see what he learned and how I can learn from um, his experiences. And I didn't have that. He wasn't there for, for that purpose. And no matter how much my mother tried, it wasn't the same as being able to talk with him. So after about 10 years, actually now it's 12, um, did that math the other day, um, 12 years of research about my father and trying to go through all of his stuff and talk with his family and talk with, you know, the, the rest of my mom's family who met him and all these amazing things. I didn't actually know anything about my father until I, my mom, my mother and I were cleaning at cleaning out his office and realized that there was a whole life, you know, that was before my, my mother even met him. Mm. And that was very interesting and definitely let me see what mistakes he had made and how to learn from them. Then I was very fortunate and I've had the honor of having friends that have gone through similar experiences. And when I asked them their opinion of, you know, what they've done and how they do research, they don't really, they never really knew anything about their, their fathers, their mothers, you know, their grandparents, these people that were so important in their lives. So I knew there had to be an easier way that people could collect their stories and leave a legacy behind, as well as see their own self-growth. That way, no kid ever had to go through 10 years of research to find out 
who their parent was or who, you know, their friend was or anything to that uh, lead. So from there, I created Time Capsule Family Connections uh, that's really based around in-depth, the in-depth questions, uh, very heartfelt and very touching to make sure that you can see your self-growth and then leave something behind to your family, your friends, your relatives. So that way they don't have to wonder who you were and they can learn from your mistakes and keep moving forward. A lot. Uh, there are so many threads in what you're talking about, but it's it's taking me back to the memory of having uh, a young child when my, my wife was dying and being probably pretty irritating to her because I kept taking all these videos and pictures and, you know, I was well aware as, as someone who works in grief that, you know, she might not want those for a really long time. The, the two and a half year old, the 14 year old had all her own memories. Right. But mm -hmm. the, the younger one might not want that for a really long time, but then she might want it, but kind of nailing down, how to get that quickly because a lot of time if you know that you're dying then you're tired you're sick with something and and so the idea that you've kind of figured out what the deep and meaningful questions are i find that very very um uh illuminating actually that that you researched which things would get at those important details and just to add on to, to those points, I mean, when I started the company, it didn't look like this. I mean, we were going to do a whole different thing. And then we ended up switching into this model, which has been so rewarding. But I, the amount of questions that I never thought to ask that when I started asking psychologists and novelists and journalists and other people part of the Dead Parent Society, it was really sometimes really powerful questions that made you think and sometimes questions that you never thought you should be answering you know in your life and one like I sat down for coffee with one of my friends who had lost their father around the same time I had and they what they asked me was to add the question of what kind of toothpaste do you use and what kind of cologne do you wear and it took me back because I truly did not think that someone would want to know what you smelled like what would it be like mm -hmm. if you were here and it was so powerful that I have a lot of those kinds of questions now that are so basic to us but in reality it is the scope of who you are and what it would be like if you were in the room just to go back to what point you were touching on Cheryl I um I definitely feel sometimes it's very hard to have a client that is passing away but it's the biggest thing that I always hear is the fact that you know they didn't want to think about all this they didn't want to think about the questions they didn't want to try and figure out how they're going to record it and where it's going to be stored and um, how fast they can get this done and so time capsule at that point in time it's just been an honor Honor for me to be part of that process. And even though very hard to be a part of, it still is incredible to be able to see someone smile and be like, oh, I never thought about that. Let's talk a little bit about that part of my life. Um, 
and know that I'm easing a burden off of some of these families that they don't have to think about what they want to remember or anything like that. They don't have to really think about like, oh, I want to ask this right now and this and this. And you can still add those questions in um, to your recording sessions, but really the ability to have it just automatically, you just go on our website and you can like just schedule an appointment and we're, you know, we're only scheduling about a week out if that some, you know, depending on the week. So like, it's very, I think it's very important that that happens. And I love the fact, Cheryl, that you had that experience and you went after recording and made sure that to save that stuff, because not everyone does think about that. Well, you know, my, my kids say um, not everyone likes to talk about death as much as me. So <laughs> that will give you a little sense of <laughs> their perspective on this. But I've noticed that um, the older they get, the more interested they become, right? Because we're talking about a lifelong um, unfolding of how a loss impacts your life. Uh, what you can do with a loss like that at four doesn't resemble at all what you can do in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, etc. So um, there's something of your own process in this, isn't there? Like, uh, it sounds as if you had the, the lucky experience of your family not trying to shut down your questions, right? Your, your mom tried to keep your dad in a little bit which I have to think created a doorway into your investigation. It wasn't like taboo to talk about him or something. Is that correct? Yeah, it is. Um, and that was a thing is my, my siblings and I would sometimes just talk about him and what they remembered because I am the youngest. So I had two older siblings that remembered him much better than I had. And we were still in contact with his sisters and with his side of the family. So it was it was my you know my mother who I could ask questions about my father and she would very happily um, you know answer those questions. Uh, the one thing that I did realize though from doing the research is sometimes you know no one wants to spit on the dead, so no one wants to say about what he messed up on or what he would have done differently or like that kind of stuff. Um, you know, there might be some funny stories in there about him messing up, but nothing, nothing. That was the stuff that I wanted to know. I wanted to, I was the only boy uh, in the house in general. I mean, I grew up with my great grandmother, my grandmother, my two sisters and my mom. And oh, wow. even the neighborhood was mostly women. Um, most of the men, uh, I lived in a type of neighborhood where the then went to work and the women either stayed home or they had, they also went to work, but the people that I was around my entire life were women. So to be the, one of the only men around, um, I wanted those things that my father did wrong. I wanted to see what I could learn from him, uh, which was hard, harder to talk to people about because they don't want to say any of the bad stuff. So when I did my question base, there are a few questions in there that'd be like, what did you learn in this experience? Or how would you grow from this? Um, because I knew that a lot of the people I talked to had the same experience. So that was the only thing. My, yes, my family is very open about talking with my uh, talking about my father and um, keeping him around. I mean, his, his pictures are everywhere and we still watch family videos. But those things, 
I, it just didn't go far enough. Right. I didn't, we didn't really know who he was before my mother entered his, his life and those things weren't really talked about. So it was important to me when I created this service that those were the things as well that I focused on. You're talking about something that really resonates with me, which is that once someone dies, they tend to, if they're talked about, they tend to be idealized. And um, that makes, (laughs) what I think is it makes the person a little more dead also, right? Because they were a whole person with ups and downs and quirks and idiosyncrasies and um, maddening habits and, you know, the whole... um, uh, bad, bad starts, you know, and when you only talk about what's great, they aren't complete people in some mm-hmm. way. I think that's what you're, what you're uh, getting at there. You want to capture a complete person because I can also imagine as a, as a boy trying to figure out how to become a man um, to have the idea around that your dad was perfect. How do you ever live up to that? Yeah. Yeah. And that was the thing as well growing up is, you know, not that my mother ever alluded to the fact that my my father was perfect, but all the stories sure did allude to that, right? Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. part of history and he, you know, my, his family owned small, uh, small businesses. And like, so all the stories really alluded to the fact that, um, he may not have been perfect, but he definitely was, you know, super dad. And I think that he, I agree with you 100. It's the it's the illusion of them that makes them more gone than if you knew, you know, who they were from every point. Because that was the biggest thing when I talked to my friends who still had parents that were living was the fact that they didn't, you know, there were days where they didn't like their mother. They didn't like their father. They, you know, they didn't like how this was going and this was going. And I never had that. I was always in love with the idea of my father and being that way. And not that my mother didn't purposely do that just to make sure that he was always around. But it was, it was interesting to try and find out myself what a man was like when I didn't know the bad qualities of that aspect. And so, you know, obviously you, you capture the sensate, like many people's memories connect to smells. So I can really see how toothpaste and cologne and that sort of thing could be really important for some, some people. Uh, Obviously, lessons learned, obviously experiences, um, you know, that's a big part of a life, what you experience in that lifetime. But what was the most surprising thing you found out about your father? Oh, the most surprising thing about my father. Um, that's a good question. There was a lot of things that I didn't expect to find that I only knew in the background. I knew he was married before. I knew that I have a half brother. I knew all that kind of stuff. Actually Um, is what you're saying. Kind of, these are the facts kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Those were, those were the things that in the, in the back, I knew that there, there was a half brother out there. I knew that there was, uh, I knew that he was married once before. And like, those were kind of things that I, I found out, but it was really diving into those moments in his life that things started getting more surprising. 
Um, he was drafted in the war and, and that was something that he also wrote about and he kept all the letters that his sisters wrote him and all this, all this thing. So which war are we talking about? Just cause there's lots of different ages listening. Uh, Vietnam. Vietnam. That's what I was imagining because that was the last draft, but I just wanted yes. to <laughs> place it in time. Yes. <laughs> he, um, he was, a. I think he was in supply if my, facts are correct uh he was in supply in colorado during that that time so it was interesting to see some of those stories pop up and see some of those pictures as well um but uh, really that point in time in his life was probably the most surprising because you it was a completely different person when he met my mother they met at work and you saw his life shift and Mm -hmm. it was like this it was almost like another uh, another book, right? He closed this book and this was another chapter and it was almost his start over point was, was us. So I think the m- most surprising part was finally figuring out all the things that he went through and all the trials and tribulations that he finally did to come to being the person that he was around us and for my mother. I could also imagine, uh, and we'll we'll start on this and then maybe pick it up again after the break, but I could also imagine that um, it's, it's hard to keep the, you know, I'm, I imagine he had some kind of relationship with the child of his first marriage, but then once he dies, do the two people he's been married to continue that? Probably not. Right. (laughs) Um, Or less likely. Um, let's come back to that after the break. And I'll, I want to know a little more about that story because that sense of one chapter closing and another opening, um, I wonder if it was like that at the start or, or more after he had died. Um, so we'll come back to that. Listeners, you'll find links to my website and social media at the Good Grief page at Voice America. And to find Jonathan West and his company, go to timecapsulellc.com. Be back soon. Be sure to like the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel on Facebook. You'll find great health tips from the experts. Find out more about your favorite shows and talk back to our team. Search Voice America Health or click the like button under the player today. This is Good Grief host Cheryl Jones. Whether you're in grief, crisis, deep loss, or transition, working with the right therapist can move you forward like nothing else. That's why I'm happy to be sponsoring BetterHelp. Their user-friendly platform connects you with a therapist uniquely suited to support you. If you want to know more, follow the link on my host page or go to betterhelp.com slash goodgrief. That's betterhelp.com slash goodgrief and receive a 10% discount for the first month. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. 
Resiliency is the human capacity to lean into individual and collective strengths with compassion and grit when faced with the challenges of lived experience. Join host Elaine miller Karras for Resiliency Within, a program of hope and healing designed to inspire you to integrate wellness into your life, your family, and your community. In challenging times, you'll want to tune in every week. Resiliency Within can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Listening to Good Grief with Cheryl Jones. To reach Cheryl or her guest today, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Cheryl Jones at weatheringgrief.com. Now, back to Good Grief. Welcome back. This is your host, Cheryl Jones, and I've been talking with Jonathan West about his company, Time Capsule Family Connections, how he came to create it, what he's learned in the process of doing it. And before the break, um, I was sort of um, imagining this this experience of, you know, your dad's first family, your dad's second family, and kind of never the twain. One book closes, the other opens. Um, do you think that would have been quite as radically true if your father had lived? Um, I, that's a good question. I think that my half brother would have been more involved in my life if my father had lived. Um, I think that that I think that other than him, though, I think that his prior life wouldn't have um, really come into fruition for us. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I think that it was definitely more dramatic in the eyes of history because he passed away. Right. But I do think that there are major parts of that story, um, like his ex-wife that would have never, you know, never come into our lives um, just by how some of the things that he wrote, some of the um, some of the history that is that is already written by him and by others. I think that my I think the only people that would have been more present in my life is his side of the family. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, I I do think that it would have been just as dramatic, but in a different way. A different way. It's interesting because uh, when I when my kids were young, they're all grown now. But when they were young, and I was trying to figure out who to name as a guardian in case I died, basically, um, that's the one way in which parents tend to face their possibility of their own death with, you know, taking some control over who would raise your kids, right? Mm-hmm. And the most important quality to me when I was choosing was who would keep everybody in the child's life that was important. For instance, your your half-brother, right? Um, it wasn't particularly important that you know his mother, but I imagine it would have been uh, probably meaningful to know him uh, in some way or other. I don't know if you ever have you know met him and made a relationship, but that sense of, of kind, kind of keeping all the pieces uh, stands out to me. Uh, does that resonate for you, for yourself, or any of the people you've spoken with? 
Yeah. Um, for myself, I mean, he, uh, my, my half brother doesn't live in the same state as, as me. He lives all the way across the country. So he, you know, there was no option for us to get to know him that well. But right. I, for a lot of the people that I talk to, the only way they keep in touch are through our videos. I mean, we've ended, um, we've ended spats before between family members because they both had a sense of pride and they didn't want to talk to the other person. But so what they did was they came in and we asked specific questions to make sure that they could say their side of the story. And then I, you know, recorded the other one, if it be online from somewhere else in the world or in, in Buffalo. And then they sent the two videos to the other person. And that's how they came back together because they realized that, you know, the other person had a good point, but it's not what actually happened. So I, that's I definitely- really fascinating because of course, after a death, there's often such huge family conflict. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's a grief phenomenon. And so this, this sense of collecting everyone's story has actually helped this, that phenomenon as opposed to then people are fighting over who's who's telling the right story in the video it's more like when you're not trying to convince anyone you're just telling the story then everyone can see each other's point is that what you're describing a hundred percent that's amazing Uh, (laughs) i love the ones though the videos that some of the videos i've taken i was filming this beautiful couple who had been together for 50 years and they started to go over um, some of the things in their will and like their response to this will, it was so funny because they're like, this is going to cause drama. And we know it is. That's kind of why we did it. And I burst out laughing to the point I had to stop the video because I, I needed a second and they, we all laugh together. And when, when you record in person with us, you get a cup of tea or a cup of coffee or water or something. So we all sat and we talked a little bit um, about how funny that, about how funny that is because uh, it was the same kind of energy in the room, you know, but then I turned the, the, the video cam back on and they went through line by line, what they, why they did certain things and please don't be offended and please don't think this way. This is what we did. This is why we did it. Um, That is so crucial, Jonathan, because, uh, right. I mean, there can be a positive reason to leave someone out or a positive reason to leave someone in. Right. Uh, It's the reasons that matter to people because it's so metaphoric a will right uh and so the difference between let's say um you know you're really solid financially and this person's career doesn't make them as much money so we love you just as much but we're leaving the money to so and so you know just those kinds of things to hear why the person did it i can imagine that could be so helpful yeah and that was when we set out to do this this um amazing project, we realized that that was one of the aims that we wanted to do. We wanted couples and for people just to come and sit down and say, um, say people's name. It doesn't have to be in a will, but to know that this person 
and thought about you while they were around, I, I think is also very special. I, there are people that I've recorded that go, that talk about their kids and how proud they are and you see their face light up and, oh my God, it is just so, it's unlike anything that you've ever seen before. I just, you don't understand how I think about this. When I see someone's face light up, when they talk about their kids, I know that that video exists now and that they are always going to know that that parent loves them and cherishes them. And it's, it doesn't even have to be a will that is special after someone passes away, but it's the idea that they thought about you in that moment and that it was something that they wanted to leave behind for you. If it be advice, if it be an item, if it be a picture, because we have people that do bring in pictures or share pictures on our zoom calls um, as well. So really, really awesome. All of that stuff, the explanations of life that we get at Time Capsule is unparalleled to any kind of networking event or anything that I've done privately about my own company, uh, about my own family, I'm sorry. Um, and it's that's, I think, the best part about my job. Something I've noticed in myself, because my, my wife uh, died in 1995, I was 42, um, I had young kids, that's a totally different perspective than what I have now, um, having had my own parents die. <laughs> you know, the things that seem more meaningful to leave behind for my grown children, radically different. And during the break, I was talking to you about how, you know, I work with cancer a lot. So I'm, I'm wor often working with parents who don't want to face the possibility of their own death because their kids are not grown yet. And their whole focus is, I need to live, I need to live, I need to, you know, <laughs> it's such a driving force that it's then, ironically, sort of hard to leave the legacy that your children will benefit from. Uh, and I was saying during the break that the idea that they can capture that, but it, whether they die or not, they'll remember better later, right? It seems like a, a kind of a go around a bit. Um, have you found that to be true that maybe it's a little easier for people to um, bite the bullet on, on, on um, collecting those memories and experiences if they don't have to believe they're going to die to be motivated towards it? Oh, I think it really depends on the person. I know that we, we've been into this a little bit before we came back. I, um, sometimes I'll be selling to somebody and, you know, be talking to them about their, their history and about their story, which I do anyway. Like I, I'll be talking to someone about their story, even when I'm not selling, I think they're fascinating to hear people's points of view, but when I, you know, sometimes I'll be saying it and being like, yes, you want to leave this behind for your family members. And then, other, and that will sometimes turn people off immediately because they don't want to think about that. And then there are other people that that's all they want to, they, that's what they want to do. They want to leave something behind for their family. So really what I would say to the people that want to just have something um, to leave behind to their family, but they don't want to think about it. It's the fact this is just a video diary. This is a video diary that is guided, that is once a month, that is, is uh, in-depth, but uh, really it's heartfelt, right? I don't want to say in-depth. The words that I've been 
amusing in the past or like in-depth and truthful. And I realized recently that those sound a bit harsh for what we do. What we do is heartfelt and very emotional um, on purpose. We want to make sure that what you are getting out of this is just a very heartfelt message to leave leave behind to your future self. Forget family. Whatever you say, whatever your stories are going to be, your family is going to benefit from it. So even if you don't want to think about death, which is completely legitimate and the strength of trying to stay alive, I think is a big, powerful um, aspect of what we do as well. But just this is just a way to make sure that you can see your self-growth, that you can look back and see what you overcame and be able to see what stories you leave now compared to what you leave in a couple of months. And like you said, Cheryl, like the, um, how, what you would have left is different now than when it was when your wife died. Those, those things, like it really just depends on how you want to frame it, but at its core, this is you recording your story for yourself. So you can go back and see it. This also benefits your family and it will benefit your family later on or even while you're still alive there are people that like their family to see this and they see all the family stories which is cool when it happens but that is completely up to you so just this is just for you You, you get to tell your story you don't even have to frame it to your future generations it's just future generations of yourself well you know those of us that work in end of life and those of us who have had a loss like you are not under, I'm under no illusions. Like anyone can die at any time. And so in a sense, it's just that uh, my wife used to say, uh, everyone's going to get hit by a truck, but I'm so close. I can see the fender, the dent in the fender, you know, (laughs) it's, it's awareness of death that, that um, sometimes leads people to collect legacy. But I don't know how your father died, but people die suddenly, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Very frequently. And then uh, there isn't isn't a a kind of remaining record often. Uh, Yeah, and that's actually what, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead. Um, No, my father died of a heart attack in his sleep. Like it was very sudden, Um, you know, we had just finished watching a movie. My mom, uh, I think it was, you know, my mom and dad cooked dinner and then we watched a movie and we all went to bed and then, you know, he ended up going to the hospital and passing away that night. And so it was very all of a sudden and how, you know, you were young as well, Cheryl, when, you know, your wife passed away, but my mother was 40. So similar age and left three young children behind. And my mom had to pick up everything right off the bat, like just had to get up and kind of figure out how it is to take care of three kids alone. So it is very sudden. And that's why I say, this is just for you until it's not right. You want to say, this is just for you. This is your time to be selfish and say whatever stories you want to do. Time capsule even does like NDAs to like non-disclosure agreements to make sure that we can't talk about your story in any specific terms or talk about any terms uh, specifically in regards to you. So this is your chance to say whatever you want and make sure that your story is heard for 
your aspects. So in case something were to happen to you, your family still has it and your family still knows how you would have said this and what you learned here and what you were thinking about around the time that you passed away as well to the point where we actually have it when you come on as a client, you actually have to sign who gets um, who gets rights over your videos after you pass away. Who gets what when, huh? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I think that's, you know, there's, there's a lot of work going on about um, how to cultivate a continued relationship with a person who's died. Because it used to be that everything was about closure, not my favorite word, you know, <laughs> where um, how do you close it up and, and kind of, in a way, kick that person out of your psyche, which is impossible, of course, as you know, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it feels to me that things are much more now about um, what are the touchstones for that relationship in, in the worlds of the people who are still alive after you die, your kids, your parents, your whoever it is, right? And to me, that's part of what you're talking about. Um, and so then I'm curious, and we can start on this and then maybe come back to it after the break. Um, you know, as a four-year-old, you had a, a, a very... Um, immature relationship to what father means and what your particular father who who he was to you but has doing all this work given you a deeper sense of relationship to and with him uh you know how has that changed for you in the course of doing this work oh a hundred percent um i I do believe it. And I would like to talk a little bit more about closure because I, I agree with you closing the book, getting closure um, isn't great, but I believe that there is another definition of closure that we do when we lose someone, which is, it doesn't mean closing the book on them. It doesn't mean moving on. It doesn't mean, um, you know, really losing them in any capacity, but closure can just be where you know them so well that you know that this happened for a certain reason and you take it and you run with it, right? You get to know them, you get to learn from them, you get to keep growing. And I think that uh, that's the really powerful thing about the new definition of at least people in our field, Cheryl, that, that call closure. Uh, I mean, we almost have to, I personally feel like I have to use a different word because that has such a connotation that even though it can have different meetings, sometimes people, for instance, um, get embarrassed about their continuing to talk to people in their heads or, you know, so um, we'll maybe come up with a great word for that, um, <laughs> you know, sometime before the hour is up. Let's take a break and we'll come back and talk more about it. Um, in the meantime, listeners, you can go to my website, weatheringgrief.com or the Good Grief host page to find every single way to find me and, and reach out to me. And to find Jonathan West, go to timecapsulellc.com. Back soon. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. 
This is Good Grief host Cheryl Jones. Whether you're in grief, crisis, deep loss, or transition, working with the right therapist can move you forward like nothing else. That's why I'm happy to be sponsoring BetterHelp. Their user-friendly platform connects you with a therapist uniquely suited to support you. If you want to know more, follow the link on my host page or go to betterhelp.com slash goodgrief. That's betterhelp.com slash goodgrief and receive a 10% discount for the first month. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins looks at how natural healing and biological dentistry can safely and effectively treat most health problems. You'll hear about the innovations in both traditional and alternative medicine therapies with doctors and dentists, along with discussions with chiropractors, medical experts, homeopaths, naturopaths, and energetic healers. It's great to have all the best information in one place. And Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins brings it all together. Listen Thursdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Good Grief with Cheryl Jones. To reach Cheryl or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Cheryl Jones at weatheringgrief.com. Now, back to Good Grief. Welcome back. I've been talking with Jonathan West about his company, Time Capsule Family Connections, and the loss that led to its creation. And uh, before the break, we were just starting to talk about the way in which doing this, informing this company and doing this work to capture, you know, it's a service-oriented company for sure. Uh, You capture memories. You have in the back of your mind how meaningful that would have been to you if your father had done it, right? So your loss is smack dab in the middle of it, whether people are doing it uh, with that in mind or not. And I just uh, wondered if you could talk a little more about the impact that's had on you in terms of your, your father being a part of you present day. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I spent a lot of time looking, not only looking for my father, but also spending some time on myself, really, really searching for who I was. And it, it did lead to me knowing I needed to find out something about my father and knowing that I needed to do a deep dive between my father. And I mean, I did I still do research about my mother and my grandmother and my grandfather and um, you know, my grandfather's don't pass away, but like my grandmother and my mother and my sisters, they're all alive and I'm still doing some deep dive research about them on top of it. Um, So 
those are definitely aspects of it. But what was so special to me were the moments that started to line up um, with myself and being able to learn about him and then learn a lesson that I could then transfer into my own life uh, was really special. So he taught me things that, you know, I'm sure most fathers teach their sons, but I learned it. I, I still got to learn it because I got to do the research and really got to dig in deep. Um, and there's things that just like, um, I personally don't believe in coincidences, but if you do, this would be a coincidence. For some reason, every time that I think about my father or that I'm doing research about my father, the song Vienna from Billy Joel by Billy Joel would, would spring up in some way, shape or form. Um, either that or me feeling overwhelmed. And it's weird because for years it wasn't downloaded any place. It wasn't anywhere. Um, I mean, my family did listen to Billy Joel, but on CD and th- that song was never anywhere to be found. So it's cool now to look back. And even though that wasn't something that him and I had while he was alive, it's still something that now I still think about him when, when it comes on randomly or, um, you know, those things that people have those special moments I'm still having because I did that research because I got to know him. Um, I'm just unhappy that it took me, you know, 10 years before I think that I got a, a decent grip on him and I'm still learning stuff to this day. Um, from the start of my research, you know, 12 years ago. So I think that I have a very special relationship with my father, even though that he has passed on. Um, and I think my mother has definitely contributed to that, but my, my, my mother was right in describing my father as being an amazing man who, who really did right by his, by his family. But I got the privilege of learning it in my time and growing and being able to um, see things from his eyes. I just wish I was able to hear it from his, his voice, um, which is another thing that I really focus on with time capsules, being able to hear, um, hear people's voice in a certain way. So that way people can have a conversation with you after you pass away. Um, because of that, I would have liked to hear those things from his mouth. Um, and be able to know what he sounded like a little bit more because the only thing that examples that I have are like family videos. Um, but that's really uh, to answer your question a little bit more, Cheryl, just to go back to the point, the um, really my my relationship with my father has has grown tenfold because of this company and because of learning about him um, and being able to say that I learned things from my dad like everybody else was an important step in becoming uh, a, a I don't want to say becoming a man because I'm so learning and I'm so growing, but in becoming who I am. That's the lifelong, lifelong pursuit, believe me, becoming yeah. yourself. <laughs> but there's an irony in what you're saying, you know, uh, because I'm living, my kids are grown. They are not all that curious to hear all my stories. And sometimes I actually um, share them anyway, because Um, once you have a parent leave the earth, their body's no longer here to talk to you, somehow it proliferates the questions. Um, There are things I'd love to add, and I talked with my parents, I asked them things, et cetera, but I wasn't nearly as curious uh, before they died. (laughs) 
if that makes any sense. So in a way, you know things about your father that maybe he wouldn't have shared when he was living. And maybe it would have been a long time more before you got curious about those things. We can't know for sure, but um, I wonder. No, 100%. I, I agree with that. Um, I think that I do know more about him than I would have if he was alive, which I think is is another very special thing. But I think definitely what caused me now was because I had lost somebody, because I have been in this process for so long is now why I'm starting to ask for those stories. But I do know that most people don't get to ask those stories, which is kind of why Time Capsule exists, because mm-hmm. I know that they're going to be people that are like, well, they're still living. I can ask them anytime. And then they pass away and they're like, oh, I really wanted to know. And I'm like, we got it. Here's the video. I mean, we label every video with like what their goal of their video was, if it's legacy, if it's career, if whatever. So they can see it all. It's it's very laid out. It's very plain. Here is here's what you need to know. And here's the videos that you can watch. Um, so that's kind of the goal is, is me knowing um, probably not in the best interest to be betting on the fact that people are not going to care about the living but the knowing for a fact because of my friends because of the amazing people that have surrounded me because of my father's death i i know that there are people there that are gonna need this later so um yeah no i i have experienced it all the time where people just are like well i can ask them whenever and i'm like well that day maybe yes maybe no right yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're well aware it's it's interesting what you brought up this community of people that that you this what you're calling amazing community um of people who share that loss and i would imagine tell me if it's true that in a way the people that are in your life who also lost a parent um are probably capable of a certain kind of depth or connection. It it makes our relationships with people different, doesn't it? To to know that that life is not permanent. Um, But I wonder if you've found that with, with other young people who've had big loss like this versus people in your life who haven't. Is there a difference? Yes, 100%. I tend not to get, uh, I, I tend not to vibe, I guess is the best word, um, but I guess that's uh, too young. So let's say I tend to not relate uh, with people that have had pretty much what I call the cookie cutter life, which is fine and beautiful. And I'm so happy that they got to live with both their parents and their grandparents and been so blessed to be able to do that. Um, But the people that have lost somebody that was close to them, if it was a grandparent, if it was a parent, if it was a sibling, those are the people that I tend to relate to the most. And there's a certain depth to them that is unmatched. Um, It is they they know that things aren't going to live forever. And usually they're very driven. Like they are just like, no, we're going to do this because I couldn't be here tomorrow. Um, And that is a huge thing that is part of my friend group are people that are just like, I'm going to live my life the way that I want to. And I'm going to go after these dreams and I'm going to have these goals and I'm going to be ambitious because tomorrow I, all this could be gone. So it's 
really huge. And finding that work-life balance because of that is much easier with that kind of friend group because they get that I'm working towards my dream of being full-time with this business and just doing this and doing all that stuff. But then they get the fact that there are days where I just need to go for a hike because I want to enjoy that part of my life too. So they definitely tend to be more grounded. They definitely tend to be more secure in who they are and what they want. Um, But as well as they know they can relate and they can be um, just happy with being themselves. We're talking about authenticity in a way. And I think that many parents who have young children who are facing the end of their lives um, don't understand that there will be things that come out of that that are positive. Um, that that thing you just said about, um, you know, hey, what do I want in my life? What's important to me? I would say that my kids have a greater a greater than age appropriate understanding of those questions. And you can see it in the way they live their lives. That it's not just the loss, which is also heavy and, and hard, but it's also what does that lead you to find important in your life? What, what, um, you know, Hey, don't wait, let's go. Uh, I see that with my kids definitely um, much stronger than some other um people their age. And they're also the ones that when someone in their friend group has a loss, they're the go-tos. Yeah. Right. Because they can they can hang with it. They can't, they're not all squirmy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Do you yeah, find I'm, that I'm true that as person. well? Yes. I'm usually that person in the friend group as well. You know, those and especially when I have those people that hadn't had a loss before, I'm the, the person that they usually lean on. Um, to be like, I, you know, I don't know what's next or anything like that. And I think that's a powerful thing too. And I, and I couldn't have had that any other way. It's, it's an irony. I, you may or may not be familiar. I mention it on the show all the time with post-traumatic growth, um, that something can be traumatic and also lead to growth. And they're kind of both true. I'm sure there are times when you certainly, I, I know I'll never be grateful that my wife died right? Mm-hmm. That would be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but but I very much value what came out of it for me, including what we're doing this very hour. Yes. Everything I, I had, a I was on a, another podcast and I loved the, what this podcast was said. And it was that um, he had people that just said that they didn't like this saying, everything happens for a reason. But what I, what him and I came up with was the fact that make everything happen for a reason. They passed away. You can, it, unfortunately, um, you can only get their memory. You can only use time capsules so far. Make it so like you turn it into something beautiful that you can be that shoulder to cry on. You yes. open the business that you want to be ambitious. Go get it. Like those are the things. Make things happen for a reason. I think that's what my version. Happen. My version of that, Jonathan, is never waste a good crisis. Yes, they're going to come. We may as well make something out of it because it's very redeeming, isn't it? Thanks for being with me. And and everyone can go to timecapsulellc.com to find your wonderful video diary project. Next week, I'll have Ivan Maisel, author of I Keep Trying to Catch His Eye, a memoir of loss, grief, and love. Uh, He wrote the memoir 
after his 21-year-old son, completely out of the blue with no warning, killed himself. This has been Good Grief with Cheryl Jones. I look forward to being with you again next week for another meaningful conversation. Thank you so much for joining us for Good Grief. Please come back next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Cheryl Jones, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a meaningful week. Abre mi corazón.